Professor, I just defragmented my computer. Now it's running faster and better. That's a good illustration of something I've just been reading. It says our minds work better if we defragment them. Welcome to Truth in the Test Tube, a program where we examine important scientific subjects in the light of their wider perspective and meaning. Let's turn up the heat, add light and some logical thinking, and see what truth bubbles up. Two hundred and seventy-five scientists and intellectuals met at the University of Edinburgh in Scotland. One speaker used a computer analogy to illustrate why they were there. He referred to the fact that computers store files in whatever storage space is available, often fragmenting one file into dozens or even hundreds of pieces. To enable the computer to work at its best, these files need to be defragmented. The scattered pieces of each file must be brought back together and unified into a single unit. The speaker used this to illustrate the fact that many people have fragments of knowledge, divided into compartments that don't seem to relate to each other. He encouraged his audience to defragment their thinking, to unify their scientific knowledge of the universe with their understanding that God is the maker of that universe. What did he mean by defragmenting our thinking? Well, an American idiom says, "I've half a mind to do something." Another idiom is, I'm on the fence. Both of these expressions mean, I haven't decided. They see reasons why they should do one thing, but they think maybe they should do something else instead. Those are interesting figures of speech, having half a mind and being on the fence. Many people have half a mind to believe in God and obey what He says in His Word, the Bible, but the other half of the mind holds back. The Bible book of James warns a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Part of the problem is that we live in different environments at different times. Five days a week we're at school or work, where God is seldom mentioned except in profanity. If we go to church, we sing and talk about God for a few hours on Sunday. It's hard not to be double-minded. That's true. In fact, much of our schooling and media give the impression that God doesn't exist, and we hear often that natural processes made everything, including us, and our work colleagues act as if He is not important. So, how can we defragment our thoughts instead of being double-minded? We need to spend more time thinking about God. How can we do that when anti-God ideas surround us so much of the time? One environment we can control is our home. As a minimum, we can listen to Christian programs either on the radio or on the internet. Some people record them so they can hear them a second or third time, or share them with friends. If we have a Bible and Christian books, we can make time to read them every day. While they're travelling to and from work, some of my friends listen to iPods or other electronic devices. One good feature of them is that their owners can choose what audio they download into them. For example, anyone can put Transworld radio programs into them and listen to them while they travel. Many scholars think that James, who wrote the Bible book of James, was Jesus's brother. James uses several word pictures to describe a person who doesn't take time to defragment his mind and thoughts. First, he says, "He who doubts is like a wave of the sea." 
blown and tossed by the wind, as James chapter 1 verse 6. If we go back a few verses, we see that he was writing to Christians who face opposition and difficulty. He encouraged them to stand firm in spite of obstacles. That's true. Beginning at verse 2, he wrote, Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. Here's where he brings up the phrases that we mentioned. But when he asks, he must believe and not doubt. Because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That man should not think he will receive anything from the Lord. He's a double-minded man, unstable in all he does. I noticed that later in that chapter, he mentioned another kind of fragmenting. A person who has knowledge about God but who doesn't use that knowledge. Yes, in his words, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. He sees that his face is dirty, but he does nothing about it. And James continues, But the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom, and continues to do this, not forgetting what he's heard, he will be blessed in what he does. The Apostle Paul didn't use the word defragment, but he did say followers of Christ should take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. That means not letting our minds roam so that parts of them are thinking about God and part of our double minds are drifting to something contrary to him. Hundreds of years before Christ, the prophet Joshua was delivering a message from God to people who were double-minded. In the 24th chapter, Joshua gave them a clear choice, saying, Now therefore fear the Lord, serve him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the river, Serve the Lord, and if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And Jesus told a large crowd in Matthew chapter 6, verse 24, No man can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Does the Bible talk about fragments? Yes, all four of the Gospels report a miracle that Jesus the Christ performed. He was speaking to a crowd of thousands of people, and very few of them had brought a lunch. So one boy gave his small lunch of loaves and fishes to Jesus. Jesus used his divine power to multiply that one lunch to feed those thousands of people. Yes, I remember that incident. Jesus told his followers not to let anything go to waste. They picked up the food fragments. They discovered that there were 12 basketfuls. Amazing. There was more food after the thousands had eaten than before they started. And I think that's relevant to our lives today. When we ask Jesus to defragment our minds and our lives, he does more than merely put the pieces together. He adds to them. He makes our lives more than merely a collection of things that we had scattered in disorderly disarray. 
he inserts new ingredients and new abilities that makes us a more complete person. Through various spokesmen across a period of centuries, God presented a similar message in various words. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Don't try to serve two masters. Choose this day whom you will serve, and take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Whatever abilities and talents we have, if we yield them to Jesus Christ, he will take them, defragment them, and use them in ways that will surprise and amaze us. Let me ask where you live. That determines which email address you'll need to contact us. In most countries, use TruthTest at truthinthetesttube.org. That's TruthTest at truthinthetesttube.org. Listeners in India have their own address, testtube at radio882.com. That's testtube at radio882.com. Thanks for making Truth in the Test Tube a street for two-way communication.